Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. Sorry that was like a slight delayed um, response. I'm doing this thing where I record myself recording the podcast because I'm like, I need some video content. I need to up my TikTok game. I don't actually really care about TikTok. That is my thing. And I'm just wanting to experiment. So I'm like videoing myself. I'm recording this. It's a bit janky. The process, I'm still figuring it out. But hello, here we are. This is the thing. Now I feel like I've gotten into my stride. My God, my voice sounds so weird. Now I feel like I've gotten into my stride with the solo episodes. Like the ideas keep coming. They just keep flowing. And I'm really excited to talk about what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode today. This episode is actually quite personal to me because it describes something, a journey that I've been on for the last few months. And I haven't been able to put it into words. I haven't been able to quite understand and digest what's happening. But I've just really recently reached a point of really deeply understanding how this is showing up in my life and in my business and how it's affecting me. And now I think it's at a point where it's useful to share with you guys and the listeners. So obviously some of like my most popular podcasts have been Worthiness and the one that I did last season. If you haven't listened to it, you have to listen to it. Um, it's with the vegans and the Snickers lovers. <laughs> Shout out to my vegans. And also last week on the podcast, we were talking about time, accountability and consistency. And I think worthiness is really tied up in productivity and how we define productivity. And I think we can fall into the trap of thinking, if I'm more productive, then I'll be more worthy, I'll be more lovable, then I will like myself and other people will like me. And I just think that if you're ever using productivity to make yourself a better person, then something has gone really wrong. It's going to be unsustainable because it just can't be possible. So I'm going to go through this. I have actually got my journal with me like with my notes so this is coming like straight from my journal obviously I'm not going to read it like a journal (laughs) I'm gonna filter it so it makes sense and is really easy and applicable to you I keep on saying things that are easy it's not I don't want to sell a dream here I just want your understanding to be easy this isn't a complicated concept But the implementation is where, you know, we're going to need some muscle. Okay. So I think. (laughs) This is very vulnerable for me that I'm admitting this. But I had a period in my business where I had no idea what I was working for. I know that might seem really weird 
because some of you might see my stuff and think I'm always doing something, everything seems so clear and directed. Maybe like I'm DIYing it, but it I seem to be moving or growing in some direction. If you're looking at me, I think it's easy to have those thoughts. If you don't think I if you don't think I'm growing, then never mind. Or if you don't think I'm doing my thing, then completely never mind. But I had this moment of feeling like I don't know why I'm logging in. I don't know why. Like I understand I have clients and I'm supporting them. But in terms of like growing my business, like I lost that initial motivation that I had started with. Like when I started, there was a real desire and drive and motivation to get really good at my stuff really quickly because there was, I'll be completely honest, like there was a financial motivation and I didn't want to be one of those people that just like says I can help and like doesn't really help. I was like, if I'm going to be paid for something, I want to be able to deliver the best experience. So I had a lot of motivation to learn, to implement, to try to test things on myself. Um, and part of that is because during COVID times, I'm sure many of you will relate to this, but just because of everything that was happening in the world, changes in my personal life, my financial situation as well, I really was in a survival place in terms of like there was a real hustle that I think was driven by survival. We've got to pay rent, we've got to pay rent, we've got to launch this, we've got to do that, we've got to go on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. This like da 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 da. Like, really I was looking at my goals from a place of fear like I've got to launch and if I don't I won't be able to pay my bills in three months time sort of like that sort of thinking and I it's really interesting because I came to a place where I wasn't in that survival or urgency anymore I started to take my self-care really seriously. Of course, I started journaling about this urgency and that journaling really paid off. I became stronger as a coach. I became stronger in my ability to sell my work to humans, to people, but also to like brands and services. I've been in therapy and I've been having coaching for the last two years like one-on-one with a coach every single week for the last two years and all of that started to add up and accumulate like all of this work that I had done in myself had started to accumulate where I was no longer hustling or like worried about my survival that was like totally fine like now I remember when I first started my business but even when I was like a fashion freelancer I would have thoughts about like really worried thoughts about like god am I going to be able to pay my rent like and think about your rent it's like your most basic expense like I would be concerned about that now that isn't a thought in my mind at all um like I just trust that it will almost be this kind of similar to how people are like yeah I'm always going to have a job in this company I have like the same sense of security just because of all of this work that I've been doing in myself which is a really great thing to say that I've like built structures in my business to have that kind of stability 
But at the same time, it came with a huge sense of depression. I was like, why am I driving this car? If I don't need it to survive anymore, like, why am I driving this car? Where am I going? What is the point of everything? And I was going through my therapy and a piece in the coaching as well, but mainly the therapy where I realised that so much of my achievements was because I was trying to get the approval of some members in my family like I was looking at achievements like collecting them like Pokemon cards and then I remember somebody a company reached out to me I can't say who or show any details because I don't really want to give it away but a company reached out to me for something and they offered me an opportunity and when I saw that email and got the opportunity I was so excited because for me this kind of opportunity I think in my mind subconsciously, I believed that this kind of opportunity is like the pinnacle. Like if you get this opportunity, essentially you've made it. You've crossed the land of (laughs) just a random person on the internet and now you are established, you've made it, you're successful. That's what this opportunity represented in my mind. So it was twofold. I had felt like I am out of that hustle gotta drive, gotta go, 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 place in my business, financially, mentally, stability, whatever. And also I was receiving opportunities where I'm like, wow, girl, you've made it, you've killed it. I love you for this. I love you past self. There was this euphoria and joy and celebration. But on the other side of that, there was this depression, this sadness that kicked in of like, I have achieved it. What do I need now? Like I was on top of the mountain that I had created. And I know that when you look at my business, like there's things that um, society would say like, oh, you're not that successful. What are you talking about? Like I don't have a million followers. I don't have a million pounds. And all of that is fine. But I think I subconsciously had this like these criterias for what I deemed as successful and I felt like I had reached that. I'm not saying I'm the most successful person ever. I'm not saying that there isn't more to grow, but in my mind, I just had this checklist and I felt I had reached that checklist. And when I got the email about this mystery opportunity that I can't talk about, one, because it hasn't been confirmed and two, because when it's gonna be confirmed, it's gonna be delicious. When I got that email, I realised that all this hustling and all this desire to like be successful, I realised that it's like right here where I'm standing. Like there's no more I technically have to do to convince myself that I'm a success. Like I believe it, if that makes sense. And I think I had been collecting my achievements like Pokemon cards to convince myself that I was worthy as a coach, as a person online, as a business owner, whatever. And then all of a sudden I had that. And I also had this realisation of, It doesn't matter how many more achievements I get, I could get to a million followers, a million pounds, which I probably will. No, I'm not so fussed about the the followers, but I definitely want to like have investments and blah, blah, blah. So the million pounds, sure, brilliant. I realised that it didn't matter how many more achievements I gained, I would never receive the kind of approval I'm imagining from those family members. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. It honestly hit me so hard because it was this reckoning of 
having to accept you're never going to get the approval that you want in the way that you imagine it. You you don't have it currently. And I'm still meant to be driving this car, car being a metaphor for this business. I was like, ah, no. Like, it just, like, all of my drive and motivation to continue to grow my business kind of just zapped. So I was showing up to client sessions, giving my all in client sessions, to be fair, but really not understanding why do I need to write content? Why do I need to create podcasts? And I think that's why I was doing so many guest podcasts because I'm like, one, because I really love talking to my guests. They're so interesting. There's people that are way smarter than me out there. I want to learn from them in a really selfish way. But also it's because like, I was like, what do I do next? Like, what's the point of keeping going? Like, should I just stop? And like, I've done what I need to do. Like, should I just stop? What is really the point of going? This comes to (laughs) the learning that I had from that discovery, because I think if you're looking for motivation and you feel like you haven't got the motivation, maybe you feel exactly where how I felt. Maybe for you, it's showing up in a different way. You're thinking you're maybe in a really comfortable position and you're thinking, what's the point of starting a business? Um, hopefully these learnings will be interesting to you and useful to you. What I was basically saying to myself and essentially what I came to when I did these learnings and really explored it in my journaling is that I had incorrectly attached success to more love. Like this idea that the more successful I am, the more, the easier I am to love, the more love I can receive, the more people can love me. So in my mind, I was valuing myself based on my success. And when you look at the definition of love on Google, the definition of love is to have an an intense feeling of deep satisfaction. And what I was basically saying to myself is I can love myself and feel those deep, intense feelings of satisfaction when I achieve things. And because I'm achieving things, It will allow other people to feel those deep feelings of love and passion and intimacy for me too. And here's how I figured out that that wasn't working for me and I didn't really like it. I was thinking about my Google speaker. I love my Google speaker. I really think it's amazing. It's so fun. It's just, it's novelty, but it's so handy. I'm like, okay, Google, what's the time? And she's like, okay, this is the time. I'm like, what's the weather? Like, what does this mean? I genuinely love it. Like, it's so fun. However, the moment my Google speaker stops working, like it stops being able to play music, it can't link to Spotify, it doesn't know what the time is. You know, as soon as it stops performing the way I want it or the quality that I think a a speaker should perform, so like maybe the sound goes weird or it can't connect to Bluetooth or the internet, whatever, I will get rid of it. I don't love it enough. Like I don't love it intrinsically to just keep the speaker in my house when it's not working. I will recycle it, I will get it fixed. And we live in a society where we have that relationship with ourselves. 
we think we're worthy of our own self-love and the self-love of others when we work well, when we produce a certain amount of work, when we are productive. And as soon as we stop working well, as soon as our speaker stops working, we deny ourselves from our own love. And we also assume other people will stop loving us. And this assumption isn't based on fairy tales and Disney princesses. In part, it's actually true. So we believe that we won't be loved if we're not successful. And society reflects that back to us all the time. Like actors lose their success as they grow older. They lose their status as they grow older. We have people like Meryl Streep, who as she's grown older, she's just like more revered. George Clooney, more revered as they grow older. But largely, society has this conditioning that you're less successful as you grow older. Um, I think visually and in the female sense. Society tells us that if we fail at things, if we drop out of university, if our business fails, if you go bankrupt, if your marriage fails or a relationship fails, then you are a failure. You are a failure of a person. If you don't get married, if you can't have kids, you're a failure of a person. We have decided that success means that we are trustworthy, we are lovable, we um are worthy to take up space. Like this isn't something that you've just dreamt up and decide to believe one day. We live in a society that is like, yes, if you are beautiful, you're worthy of love. If you're not, then if you're ugly, then you're not worthy of love. Like if you're, and of course no one will call themselves ugly, but this is how society reduces us down to. Like if you're skinny, you're worthy of love. If you're like fatter than like what society deems as um, acceptable, then you aren't worthy of love. And so we kind of turn on and turn off this valve of love, depending on how successful we are and what we produce. Now, what happens is go out into our businesses and we're like, right, the more I achieve, the more the more lovable I'm going to be, the more people are going to love me, the more I can love myself. So I'm going to go out and achieve something. But then you go out into your business and you realise that entrepreneurship is like 90% failure, 10% success. Like that's kind of the recipe. You have to try things, you have to fail, you have to launch, you're going to like do things and they're not going to work. And what happens is each failure that happens out in your business starts to like hit at your self-esteem, hit at your sense of self. And it really challenges that belief. Like you have a belief, I'll be more successful the more I achieve. And then you don't achieve anything. Like you actually fail. And so what happens is when you're like the lowest in confidence, like you're seeing failure, like in your bank account or in your business, in your launch, whatever, then our brain comes in with all this self, this shame and this, these negative thoughts to say like, yeah, you're a failure, you're rubbish, no one loves you, this is ridiculous, your family's gonna laugh at you. And what we do is we imagine other people abandoning us and at our lowest, lowest points, we also abandon ourselves. We're like, yeah, you're, you ain't shit. Like, you're rubbish. Look, no one's following you. No one's liking your post. Your launch flopped. Yeah. 
And then I started, I was seeing all of this in myself. Some people never have to question this belief because they're just really good at working. They're really good at producing more. They're like, okay, I need to achieve things and then I will be worthy of love. And then they just work longer, longer hours. They hustle more. They sacrifice more and more of their life in order to live up to their that belief. Like they don't go out with their friends. They maybe sacrifice their health and their exercise. They don't sleep as much. And they're doing that because they have that belief. And that's just my theory. Of course, in all cases, it might be different. But for me, I think I was really good at producing. And it was because I would sacrifice other parts of my life like I went on a podcast and someone asked me about my hobbies and I was like wait what does that word mean (laughs) so sometimes you can get really good at producing but when you uncouple love and success and when you realize that the more success you have won't make you won't make the people in your life love you more imagine going to your friend and being like, oh, I achieved this thing. Like, you'll talk about it for a few moments, they'll be super happy for you. But that isn't the reason why they're friends with you. When I really deeped it, I thought like, I don't want someone to love me like a Google speaker, like an object. Like, I don't want someone to be like, yeah, Kyra's really useful, but as soon as she stops working one day, she's not useful. That would suck, like when you think about it. And at the same time, that's how I was treating myself. And that's how I was imagining other people would treat me. That if I stopped producing, stopped working, stopped achieving, then everyone would leave or abandon me or whatever. So then I started to think and started to chew on this idea of like, if there's no amount of success that can gain the approval of the people that I want to approve me, like I can't change their thoughts. Like there's genuinely nothing that I can do What would be the point of me doing business? What is the point of growing? What is the point of growing my sales beyond what I'm currently doing now? What is the point of publishing new things? What's the point of creating podcasts? What's the point of creating content? I really had to get deep down to like the meaning now that I was uncoupling it from love and approval. And what I realized is that business success and the love of self have to be completely separate. Like I was saying this to a client the other day, the way I work is that I need things to be in containers and I need them to be separate. Think about your underwear drawer. I don't like it when there are like socks in the knicker drawer and there's knickers in the bra drawer. Like I want it to be all divided and neat. Now my underwear drawer doesn't actually look like that, but that is the... (laughs) that's a standard that I'm like trying to reach like when I tidy it up it's like I'm putting everything into compartments and I'm separating things and I think so many creatives have this tied together especially because your creativity it's something that you create in your brain it's an idea that is probably quite unique to you and how you see the world there's something something intrinsically personal and vulnerable about being a creative so when we have a creative idea and we turn that into a business like our sense of love and self and success is all tied up and we think the more successful I am the more I'm getting approved from by society but I actually think that fine if that gets you started because that's how I started if that gets you going and it gets you up in the morning fine absolutely keep it 
But I'm coming round to this idea that in order to sustain, in order to really go the distance, like your sense of self and your self-esteem and your sense of worthiness has to be separate from what you imagine success in is in your business. And this is what I mean. I don't want to love myself like I love my Google speaker. I actually want to love myself like my cat, Otto. So when I lived with my part, my ex-partner, we had a cat together, still adore this cat. And I just love him so much. Intrinsically, I love him. And how I know that I love him intrinsically is because I don't expect him to do anything. I don't expect him to cook me dinner. I don't expect him to... He's a cat. I don't even expect him to come to me when I call him. Like, sometimes I'm like, come here, Otto. And he's looking at me like, girl, what? go get away from me. Do you know what I mean? Like, he does his own thing. Otto could vomit all over the floor. I might be annoyed for a split second. But, like, five minutes later, after it's cleaned up, we're cuddling on the couch. <laughs> like that to me is true love like how and I started to chew on this idea of how can I love myself the way I love Otto like there is nothing that Otto could do that would make me stop loving him even if he brought a mouse into the house I wouldn't like get rid of him like there's nothing he could do that would make me stop loving him and then it becomes this question of why why would it be worth loving myself that much Can I give myself permission to love myself that much? And I think the reason why it would be worth going on that journey of self-love and really separating it out from your business, like just loving yourself for who you are, like the way you look, your personality, your quirks, the fact that you sometimes fart in public, the fact that you maybe don't always recycle and you have a little bit of guilt about that, the fact that you've failed at things and the fact that you know all of your flaws. Can you love all of that you know can we do that can we get to that place and I think it's definitely going to be a lifelong journey for sure and I don't want to share this idea like I have achieved that I'm the pinnacle of self-love I'm like enlightened like on a cloud like a little fairy that's not at all the situation and one of the things my coach says is you have to find the person who's the hardest person in your life to love and like work on loving them and for so many of us we love our friends we love our family but the love that we have for the self like ourselves we are the hardest person to love in our lives and I decided that I'm gonna go on that journey it's worth it to me to work on loving myself deeply from a mental health perspective my emotional health and just because like if I'm gonna be alive for the next 20 30 40 years I don't want to spend that time hating myself I just want to like enjoy myself and love myself like my cat Otto and then on the other side of that coin on the other side in the other compartment is like our business and what does success mean and what's the point of growing a business what's the point of scaling a business if it's not going to make you more lovable in you know to yourself or to society or whatever and that's when your like mission and your values really come into play part of me is thinking well I want to grow my business because if I am going to be alive for the next 40 years and I am going to go on this journey of self-love, then I want to do that in a nice house. I want to do that being able to afford therapy. I want to do that eating food (laughs) and 
<laughs> being able to eat. Like, it's just... Being able to pay for things is fundamental to our survival as humans. There's, like, no way around that. Like, you have to pay for rent. You have to buy food. Unless you're living on one of those, like, eco-sustainable houses, which maybe I'm slightly into you know off the grid unless you are doing that then you have to money is essential so it's like the way that people get a job and they just work a job so they can pay their rent like there's a sense of like okay cool like if I am gonna go on this journey then I'm gonna need to pay rent fine that's one reason amazing I want to wear clothes I like I want to travel I want to be able to hang out with my friends and go to dinners that's one reason why I want to grow but also then in a very sort of like stricter business traditional sense it's like do I care about this mission knowing that it's not going to bring me any more external validation or approval um do is this mission worth going to bat for and not all missions will be that for you, but the one that I have chosen is that for me. My mission really is to make sure that there isn't a creative that crosses my path, that doesn't understand that they're intrinsically worthy of the success that they're dreaming of. Like, I want all creatives to know that the success that you're dreaming of, even though it might feel really big and impossible, it's not a faraway dream. Like, you can have it. I don't care what has happened before, you can have this thing that you're dreaming of. And to me, that mission is worth it to me. I would do that all day. I care about that. I would rather do that than work in a company like a bank, achieving some mission that they don't even believe in themselves. They didn't even know what their mission is. It's just like to increase profits. Like, that's not it for me. Like, I'm doing this for a purpose. And then we kind of break it down into sub sub submissions like if I am gonna do this I want to provide the best experience for my clients possible like I want my experience to be second to none I want Stuck to Unstoppable to be the only program you'll need to work on your mindset and your confidence and you know what that gets me excited where I'm like okay cool I know why I'm doing this now I don't have to be doing my business to receive validation from my family and actually it's really painful to do that because the more I succeed I don't get that validation because that's not how the world works but not only that I think that it makes me a stronger business owner as soon as you separate love like you don't need your business in order to feel love I feel like I'm going to be much more willing to try things and fail and to experiment with things. I feel like I'm growing up in a way. I'm taking my calendar more seriously, my time more seriously. The boundaries that I'm setting with myself, I'm taking it all more seriously. There's more automations. I'm producing more for my clients than I ever have. There's this like maturing that's happened because I'm not so emotionally enmeshed with my business. And I feel like that enmeshment with your business, it really slows people down and it makes people get really stuck. It's like trying to grow a business, but you're like walking in quicksand. And so, oh, now I'm at this place where I feel really excited for the future. I'm going on a personal journey of self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion, whatever you want to call that. And it's completely separate to what I'm going to be doing in a launch. And that's how I want it to be. Been listening to the podcast for a while. You would have heard me say this thing that we need to love and respect ourselves always. And 
I love the idea that there's nothing that could happen in my business that would make me stop loving myself. And I'm definitely, am I there? I'm not sure. There's nothing, I think I have some work to do, obviously, in getting there. But I want you to check in and ask yourself, do you stop loving and accepting and approving yourself the second that a post goes out and it doesn't get the likes or performance that you want? Do you start judging yourself and being your biggest bully as when you do a launch? And is that stopping you from planning launches in the future? Are you essentially stopping your growth because your relationship with yourself is so toxic? when you love yourself in a really conditional way, like you only love yourself when you're succeeding, it means that you won't be able to support yourself through when you're going through the trenches. And what I've realized is the winds are the peak of the mountain, they're the peak of the iceberg, but the creatives and the business owners that really make it are the ones that are able to really go the distance and climb the whole thing. So yeah. That's essentially my thoughts. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let me know if this hit you. Let me know if you resonated with anything I've shared today. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Do share this with your business bestie and I will see you next week. Take care.